Welcome to Finsight, Global Financial Institutions Industry Podcast. My name is Carolina Duque, and I am a partner in our Bogota office in the banking and finance and project practices. I also serve in the project finance steering committee of the firm. I am a transactional attorney with over 18 years of experience, 12 of which involve handling legal, structuring, drafting, negotiating, and closing of local and international financings and projects most recently with a strong interest in ESG. In this episode, we will cover the future of disputes for financial institutions, drawing on our recent report, The Year Ahead Global Disputes Forecast 2022, and adding our own thoughts on the outlook for the industry. Joining me to talk about this are Amy Greer and Mark Thorley. Amy is a partner in our New York office and serves as the co-chair of Baker McKenzie's North America Financial Regulation and Enforcement Practice, which provides our clients with a full range of regulatory advice and enforcement counseling. Amy also serves on the steering committees of the firm's Global Financial Services Regulatory and Global Financial Institutions Groups. Previously, Amy has served as Chief Litigation Counsel at the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission's Philadelphia Regional Office and managed a team of lawyers overseeing a wide variety of enforcement matters. We also have Mark Thorley uh, with us. He is a partner in our London office. Mark joined the firm from another leading multinational firm in 2020, having been a partner there for 12 years, located in London and Hong Kong, and acting as the firm's Asia Head of Dispute Resolution. Mark has substantial experience in dealing with a broad range of complex litigation, investigations, and regulatory matters. He specializes in the financial services sector, acting for banks, investment, retail and commercial, and other industry participants. We have wonderful speakers today with tons of experience in the topic we are about to discuss. Amy, if that's okay, I would like to start with you. It is impossible not to make reference to the pandemic. And as we approach the third year post-COVID, what is the outlook for disputes involving financial institutions? Carolina, thank you so much. I'm so glad to join you for this session. Um, so we have some very interesting recent data on this. Late last year, Baker McKenzie surveyed 600 senior legal and risk leaders from large organizations around the world with an annual revenue greater than $500 million. We asked them about disputes, risks, and future trends. Among the financial institutions we surveyed, 54% expected disputes levels to stay around the same in the coming year. 38% predicted an increase, and just 8% predicted a decrease. So financial institutions are leaning toward an increase in predicted disputes volumes, and those were the highest figures of any industry group we surveyed. We also asked about the costs of disputes, and we found that financial institutions have the highest disputes costs of any industry, taking into account legal costs, awards, and settlements. Over half of our respondents expected to spend more than $10 million this year on disputes. 13% expected to spend more than $100 million. And just speaking for my area, which is regulatory inquiries and enforcement, 
I know that we are all expecting an uptick in the coming year, both for financial institutions, which we define very broadly, and also for securities issuers. Thank you very much, Amy. That's that's very impressive. So, Mark, uh, we know that financial institutions get involved in a lot of litigation, as it was already mentioned by Amy, but is there anything that is particularly driving this trend? Thank you, uh, Carolina. Um, again, the survey to which Amy referred is very instructive. When we asked financial institutions for the top external factors which they expect to drive disputes in the next 12 months, the top three were changing technology, COVID, and cybersecurity data privacy issues. When we asked about what types of disputes financial institutions expect to see in the next 12 months, the top three were cybersecurity and data disputes, tax disputes, and environmental disputes. Interestingly, that risk profile is similar to companies in the technology sector who gave similar responses, which perhaps isn't so surprising. As one C-suite executive of a major UK bank said to me recently, banks are ever more just technology companies with big balance sheets. So, Mark, a change in technology appears to be a big risk, right? Correct. Uh, almost half of the financial institutions uh, we surveyed cited it as a risk. These companies uh, obviously operate in a highly dynamic environment with fintech companies challenging traditional players. Of course, there's also a whole raft of cybersecurity and data disputes, which are a risk for all companies, but particularly for financial institutions. We found more, that more than three quarters of financial institutions expect to be involved in a cybersecurity dispute in the next 12 months. Banks and other financial institutions are concerned about the scale of potential liability for cyber attacks and about strengthening data protection laws that give victims greater rights of redress or impose liability for cyber attacks on directors. Thank you so much, Mark. Amy, turning to you, we also see environmental litigation high on the agenda. Yes, and not just environmental litigation, but the whole range of ESG, environmental, social, and governance litigation, as well as regulatory inquiries. New standards will undoubtedly increase scrutiny on financial institutions, especially around due diligence, disclosure, marketing of investments, including greenwashing. Here in the U.S., as we await the SEC to issue a rule proposal, the various divisions of the agency are busy nonetheless, making inquiries of registered entities and securities issuers through the Division of Examinations and the Division of Corporation Finance on these very issues. And we anticipate enforcement to investigate and bring cases where firms fall short. And the rules in process and in place in other jurisdictions like the EU are very complex, setting the stage for all sorts of potential compliance difficulties for our, for our clients. Of course, ESG disputes have certain factors that elevate their importance for general counsels and the board. Significant reputational risk, fast-moving issues, regulatory interest, and global impact. And in places like the U.S., where there are no rules in place, voluntary disclosures or what I call aspirational disclosures really present a trap for the unwary in terms of potential exposure and opportunities for litigation. Of course, cybersecurity and data disputes have the same features, which is why we see them both placed so highly on the uh, risk radar, shall we say, for litigation and exposures. 
Thank you so much, Amy. ESG is certainly driving a lot of discussions right now, as well as cybersecurity, as you mentioned. But below those two, but very still hype up in the agenda, is tax disputes. Mark, is this a surprise for you? Um, no, Carolina, um, it's it's not. That certainly reflects the experience uh, we have uh, in our client base at the moment. <laughs> Amongst the financial institutions' um, respondents to our survey, almost half said that they expected to encounter a tax dispute in the next 12 months. The ongoing spotlight on tax havens and anti-tax avoidance initiatives continues to create legal compliance and reputational risk um, for, for those clients. And the last of those is really important. FIs obviously must balance customer relationships, expectations of privacy, information security, um, and most importantly, perhaps their public reputation. Uh, in the course of the last week, uh, Baker McKenzie has published some further research on this topic, looking at tax disputes specifically. Um, our report, which is called Risk Reshaped, Tax Disputes Outlook 2022 to 2025, uh, is available on our website. We surveyed 1,200 tax leaders across organizations in 10 jurisdictions with a combined revenue of $12 trillion. Over three quarters of the FIs expect cross-border tax disputes to increase over the next 12 months. Thank you, Mark. And, and this is very useful. Um, but we have been discussing like new trends on litigations. And besides these big top, uh, topics, I assume that there is obviously a huge amount of business as usual litigation. What are your views, Amy, on this? Yes, Carolina. Of course, none of the usual stuff has gone away. The economic numbers are actually quite positive. In previous downturns, what we saw that a lot of the prior big financial disasters were actually frauds from the beginning. But here we see a lot of market volatility. And that really presents opportunities for less reputable companies and individuals to behave badly. And we can expect litigation and regulatory inquiries as a result. We certainly saw that, for example, through uh, the pandemic. Um, the financial industry sector also must uh, must cope with specific disputes challenges on issues, for example, like the discontinuation of LIBOR. Financial institutions have actually been generally slow to tackle this issue, and plaintiffs, firms, and regulators, we can expect, will look to make something from that. And we can continue to see cases and investigations around failure to disclose conflicts of interest and breaches of fiduciary duty, and these types of usual stuff issues will be evergreen. Well, Amy, it seems that financial institutions have a lot of challenges to deal with litigation from new trends up to usual businesses. So thank you so much for that. Uh, finally, Mark, what advice would you give to legal teams in financial institutions to help them prepare for the future? Um, well, Carolina, I think litigation preparedness uh, is really important. We talk to clients about that a lot. Um, banks are obviously sophisticated litigants and usually score uh, very highly in that regard. But there's always room for improvement, especially for some of the smaller uh, financial institutions. Some of the common weaknesses that we see are around document management, for example, having access to personnel trained in proper e-discovery procedures and having litigation response procedures and protocols in place, including for, for data preservation. Unfortunately, uh, as has always be the, been the case and continues to be the case, litigators are a bit like the dentist. No one wants to talk to us until it's too late. 
Well, we have come to an end. Thank you so much to our guests, Amy Greer and Mark Thorley, for joining me today. If you found this podcast helpful, you might be interested to check the reports we mentioned and our litigation intelligence tool, which are all available on bakermackenzie.com. My name is Carolina Duque, and thank you for listening. We hope you can join us for the next episode of Finsight.